Hey, Chad. Ah. It's Pings and Cheap with Cameron and Chad. I, did you have a good week? Yeah, um, it's been an interesting week. It's been really busy. I hit my seven-year anniversary where I work this week, which kind of was, was, I don't know, you're just like, oh, wow, I spent I spent a lot of time at this place of employment. I don't know how to feel about that. Part of me is feels good. Part of me feels existential. Week's been really busy. I had one day I got home. I was tired. It was like Tuesday. I was like, I'm going to take a nap. So I did. Then I called my dad and I was like, hey, you want a beer? And he said, yeah. And so I, we, we, we had beer together and uh, that was great. Sometimes just having a beer like with someone you enjoy, like in this case, a family member, turns the whole day around. Just boom. Instantly better. So it's been one of those weeks where like the, the lows have been kind of low, but the highs have been really high. And I feel like it's leveled out pretty well. Well, that is good to hear. How about you? Um, I've been having fun. I've been uh, tinkering with stuff on VR chat. Uh, you know, playing with Unity, getting frustrated, scrapping projects, and starting over. Ah, uh, nature's uh, cycle. Nature cycle. Um, I I wanted though. I was telling you about this earlier, but um, on VR chat, I got like a skateboard, and it does tricks and shit, right? Yeah. So you can like you can roll around and you can just like hold onto it and pose with it to look like a cool California skateboarder. Woo. And so I thought, hey, you know, I should uh I should put my own custom art on the bottom so that it's unique to me. And I thought, I know what I want to put on here. I want to put on the logo for American Pickers. You sure and, did. And yeah, I sure did. I was very happy with how it turned out. You you saw it. You said, hmm. It was just kind of the result I was going for. Um, and i just so i picked that semi-american picked that but american pickers is one of my favorite tv shows uh so you've never seen it right i don't i don't know anything about it i assume it's about picking your nose no i i want to compare it to like antique roadhouse okay except um you know how that show is kind of structured where it's like people bring their their quote-unquote valuables and ask to have them appraised yeah um with american pickers they just drive around the south where everybody like leaves their shit in like rusty old barns and they just dig through trash and go like like you know it was like well here's tom and tom said no solicitors but we gave him a lemonade and he said that we could solicit any old time it's like that kind of shit okay and, like the Southern like, hospitality meets antique finding. A little bit. And what I like about the show, like it, this is on History Channel, and the, the quote-unquote history spin is if they find something interesting, th- there is story behind it. Like, why was this made? Why did this do this? Why is this made like that? Oh, is that what toilets used to look like? Um, The show was interesting because it was so much about the people. Like, they would, uh, as a business, they sell antiques. Uh, they're salesmen. They know okay. what they're looking for. But part of that is like getting to know people so that they open up to you. And it's like it was interesting to watch them just talk to people and hear their story and become hospitable. And they're like, you know what? Uh, 200. That's okay. We'll, we'll cut off that extra 50. You're good, folks. Like those kind of moments. Sure. And it was just it, it was so like pleasant. Um, there was this one lady who, uh, they, they went to her like four times, 
uh, her husband hoarded so much stuff on their property and he passed and she didn't know what to do with it. So they're kind of like, hey, wait a minute. You have like 20 like antique bicycles over here. <laughs> like we can appraise all of these. Uh, hey, look at the, these like collections of paintings. Why did your husband have paintings? I don't know. He, he said they was valuables. Um, it's just very interesting stuff. And so I just, I love that show and something reminded me of it. And I thought, you know what? I'm going to pay tribute to my favorite show and put it on my skateboard and VR chat. Right. That's a good, that's, right. that's sound logic, right? Yeah. Yeah. No, all of this makes sense. You like a show, you like it, you put it on a thing because why not? Like that's, that's like VR chat is like 90% that you like a thing. So you go do it, you search it. So I log on to VR chat last night. I go to a, a populated place and I start skateboarding around. I'm doing tricks and people are like, oh, dude, look at, look at that. Oh, oh yeah, look at the skateboard. That's cool. I'm like, yeah, check it out. And I do a kickflip off the, off, off the railing and I jump down and I, I kick my board up and I catch it and I hold up the art and I'm like, yeah, check it out. American Pickers board. And every single person was kind of like, oh, did, did you hear about Frank? And it's like, yes, I heard. Did you, did you hear Frank had a stroke? Is it? Yes, I know he had a stroke. It's like, oh, yeah, did you heard he died of pneumonia two months ago? It's like, yes, I know Frank died. That's why I'm paying tribute on my skateboard. Uh, we all love Frank. And it was something weird about these condescending furries, like, getting sad over Frank from American Pickers. Where I had this surreal thing of, like, I was expecting people to not know what American Pickers was. Not not to, like, open a fresh wound that I kind of got over. Sure. So Not to, not to <laughs> like, explain Frank's death to you. It's, it's the kind of thing where th this didn't turn out at all the way I thought it would. And I'm, like, I'm literally contemplating if I need to replace the art. Wait, no, we, I, Joe and I gave you the reaction you wanted, which was, oh, huh, moving on. <laughs> so, you know, like, you're 50-50. Uh, if, if I can ever find uh, episodes on YouTube, we'll do a watch-along, and, and I'll, I'll invite someone on to take your place so you don't have to watch it with me. No, I would watch that with you. It's your favorite show. I, 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 we're friends, Cameron. I don't know. Honestly, I don't know that you would appreciate it. I like um, uh, the antique stuff is fun in small doses. I would watch an episode of American Pickers with you and be fine. Okay, well, you know what? We'll we'll put that challenge to the test someday. Yeah. Um, But that is not this day. I was going to say, like, I would be pretty shitty of me to be like, hey, I'm going to make you listen to 50 minutes of abrasive, stupid music again, but I will not watch your favorite show with you for 30 minutes. Like, Come on, you, I think we're better friends than that. No, I'm not I'm not suggesting that you wouldn't do it. I'm suggesting that I don't know that you would get value out of it. Oh. Huh, well. Um if you're willing to try it, then sure, you're welcome. But <laughs> American just, Pickers. For some full reason episode. it doesn't scratch me as something that would like scratch you. Well, season twenty seems to just be on YouTube. Oh, you might have to buy uh, it though. Well, also, like, I kind of want to watch some of the older ones because, uh, like, it, later on, they started to lean into gimmicks where it's like it, there was one episode in particular that might be fun where they were commissioned by uh, um, William Shatner. You might have to do an illegal and find this and send it to me. Well, we'll make it work. We'll figure it out. Uh, what was funny with Shatner was he's very old and stupid. Yeah. 
and so there, there seemed to be some confusion and it was like a communication breakdown and i he thought that the american pickers were like decorators um because he was like he was like describing what he wants his like room to look like and so they're out driving in the roads and it's like we're not gonna find any of this stuff on the road <laughs> like what's he we, we we could just like if we find a cool looking horse we'll bring him the horse we 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 can't tell him what to do with it and it was this weird like it was a really strange episode <coughs> well we, we we have plans for the future which is exciting we do the plan for <laughs> what the a present. strange story i don't know how to approach so uh i made everybody mostly just you listen to a a nine nine song playlist of black metal music because i was like hey let's do another genre dive the first two were very fun i think we had good conversations um let's let's repeat so that's what we did i don't entirely know where to approach this from because black metal is a very interesting genre i know i told you off screen off podcast like when i was building this playlist i was talking to people who also like this and we're like you can't cover the genre in 50 minutes you need like three hours, and they were telling me all the stuff I need to put on there. So, what do you mean, Aren't you Brazilian black metal? You have to represent the Brazilian black metal. It's the best, and it's like I don't even know they had that over there. I mean, in hindsight, yeah, that makes sense, but I've never heard any of it. And, and so, like this playlist was was difficult to make for a handful of reasons. Um, and then there's like the weird socio political stuff that gets lumped in with black metal uh, that I wanted to avoid, but it's also kind of interesting. So I, I maybe want to talk about. I'm not sure. I guess the the my main question is Cameron did you enjoy the playlist did you the, this this 55 minutes of of music where how did it sit with you Well I want to say I I don't think that it uh let me start over I think my fear going into this was that even though you got different uh different bands together my fear was that it would get kind of samey Mhm because when I think of black metal I think of one specific sound and it's kind of like, yeah, I get it. Um, but the the playlist you put together was very interesting. Like, th- this is a, a diverse set. Yeah, I tried to do that on purpose. One, to kind of showcase the, the genre, because it is like, it has so many subgenres in it. And I think they all have kind of something interesting to deliver. But then also, I don't want you to be bored. Uh, I tried to do this with with the Deathcore podcast we did, and I think even the Grindcore one, I was like, okay, we got to, like, there's got to be some variety in here, Uh, you know, especially if this is, like, a newcomer coming to this genre. It's like, hey, you have a lot to pick from. If you like one of these songs, you could go on a huge fucking rabbit hole journey um, and find more that you would like. I think I would want to start this out by kind of just let's go through one track at a time. Okay. But before we do that, I want to ask you, like, how would you define black metal? That's a really hard question, because I know there are, like, specific genre definitions that that go with it, as far as, like, the guitar playing and the song structure. Um, The vocal style is typically, like, shrieky and higher pitched, but not always. But the thing with me is, like, Black metal has a specific, like, atmosphere or, like, a vibe, as the kids would say. And I don't know how I would exactly define it. But there is this this emphasis on making you feel a certain way that I don't think a lot of uh, musical genres try to do. And then the ones that do are more of, like, uh, I don't know, like, shoegaze or post-whatever, right? Where you're 
you're you're stripping something away or changing something like that. Whereas like black metal is like, no, we're we want to make you feel typically uh, a negative emotion because the the genre is very like it's got a lot of cringe lords in it, uh, to put it lightly. And and so some of these early bands were like, I want to make music that will, that will make the listeners want to kill themselves. I want to make music that will make people feel as depressed as I feel. And so the the specific like the goal is to really instill uh, a, an atmosphere and a, and a vibe and an emotion in ways that I don't think a lot of genres try to do. And that's one of the reasons why I really like this genre and subgenre of music. I realized the flaw with my question. Yeah. Um, I don't know how to define a single genre of music. <clears throat> I think the the further we get in the music space, the more blurred genre lines become to the point where there are, I don't want to say worthless, but there is a lot of like overlap. And what constitutes one thing could be totally different for someone else and it, it, well, it's like genre debates. I, I feel like everything's always fun. comparative to something else because, like, if I yeah. had to, con- like, if if I wanted to define country music, I would say I don't know. It's music that people that wear cowboy hats sing, but they aren't cowboys. And if you asked me to define bluegrass, I would say, oh, that's country music that sounds good. <laughs> and those aren't helpful definitions, but. No, um, they're not. So how about we just uh we we look into um dissection? Yeah, dissection. Where dead dead angels lie. Um, I included this song first because this was my first experience with black metal as a genre. Uh, but I, is, I'm sorry. Is dissection the album or the band? That's the band. Okay, just want to be clear. Uh, the the album is Storm of the Lights Bane, uh, which is Cringe. one of my favorite albums. I love that album so much. Uh. I really like this song. It's my favorite one on the album. I think it's like, it's really pretty. It's atmospheric. It's dark as hell. It's also catchy. It's fun to like scream to, which is also kind of difficult because the patterns aren't like always like perfectly on beat. They're, they're a little weird. Um, so there's like, it's got like this mess of like, it's, it's catchy, but it's really technical. It's atmospheric, but then it's like really fast and heavy at points. And it just goes between all of these, uh, positions really really well and it, it's definitely like a big kind of forefront to this genre of music came out in 1995 so this is part of the second wave which we will we'll get into later as far as how how the uh the timeline of of this goes but i love this song i don't know how you felt about it i did like it um i wanted to say uh we do these music shows um pretty regularly and i, I think Long-time listeners might know, but the, but I always listen to this uh, while playing, like, an MMO or something. Mm-hmm. It, like, normally my second playthrough is I'm just going to leave it on in the background while I'm doing my normal things and, like, absorb more of it. And I'm I'm listening to this playlist while playing the new uh, Warcraft patch. And this song in particular, it put me in this weird, like, 2006 mentality where it's like, you know, I could pretend... That like this is just like if I, if I had a slightly different life, that's what you know. This is what would be playing while I was playing like original Warcraft or something. Like it took me back in time in a weird way. Interesting. Um, I I agree with you. This has a very nice like. There's a there there's something tangible to it. It's not just noise. Yeah, there is a melody. It is catchy. There is like good sounds. 
I also love, I think this is one of the first like heavy metal uh, songs or albums I heard where I thought the singer like legitimately sounded evil. Um, I know like <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> death metal plays at it. Deathcore really tries hard, but it's mostly show and acrobatics and fun. Whereas like this guy is like, he sounds like a lizard and he sounds like gravel. And there's just something about the way he delivers. We're like, oh, that's a bad dude. And he is a bad dude. And he went to jail for murder. Uh, so it kind of checks out. <laughs> Um, but there, there's now, on just the something... topic of voice, though, I did want to ask, am I supposed to know any of the lyrics on any of these songs? Um, mostly no. I feel like this guy's really articulate. Um, a lot of this, I would say, either you're not supposed to hear it at all, it's not in English for a decent chunk of it. Um, I don't think any of these bands are American. So so some of it, no, no. It's totally fine. It, it, like the, the vocal is largely just another instrument. Uh, in the in the composition, I think that that's one of the things I kind of like. I uh, this is a really uh, cringy comparison, but I had you listen to um, Hatsune Miku like pop songs. Oh yeah, there's almost a charm to not knowing the Japanese language while listening. Mm-hmm. We're just like, yeah, made up words. I don't care. Like it, it could be like instructions for how to make meth, and it's like, hey, school. Am I right? I would say most black metal and most death metal and deathcore like lyrics, they're never really that great. Um, a lot of these songs are <laughs> about like, hey, Satan is cool. Okay, death, Black metal bands know how to sing about two things. The, the only true songs are you praise Satan or you talk about the Battle of Helm's Deep. It's either Lord of the Rings or the devil. Fuck everything else. And, and so like they're it's a very weirdly like dorky genre where everyone tries so hard to not be dorks and it's like no you guys are dumb it's fine just just have, it's fine to be dumb do you remember that family guy where uh they were upset that chris was listening to like marilyn manson and becoming like a, a street punk oh yeah and there was a really good gag where uh, lois is like well just look at the lyrics in these songs and and it's she's like reading marilyn manson lyrics and then peter's like oh look they have a translation for white people and say, like, oh, oh I, you know, I, I feel I feel inadequate next to my peers, so sometimes I lash out, but really I just want to be loved. And he's like, oh, you know, this makes more sense now. There's a bit of that. It, it depends on the band. Some definitely care more than others. There is one band I like, and I asked him, I was like, hey, your, your songs are cool. Do you have, like, a lyric sheet? And he goes, no. I was like, well, can you tell me what they are? And he goes, no. And it turns out, like, he composed everything, but he had a different guy do the song. And I don't think he even asked. I think he's just like, just, just sing whatever. I don't give a shit. It's not important. I, I kind of like that. <laughs> That's kind of great. I was frustrated I, I at first, better, and then though. I was it's just like, like eh. The, the, the voice is an instrument. Yes. And I think there's nothing wrong with that approach. Um, uh, should we go on to Bathory? Yeah, so Bathory, Raise the, the Dead. Oh, no, it's uh, the band. Yeah, Bathory is the band. Um, So, according to Wikipedia, this is like the first black metal band or one of the first part of the first wave of it so 1984 is when this came out and uh, i i don't know the first or second wave of this genre very well but i wanted to include something just because like hey let's have a bit of a history lesson i want to learn too uh so this is new to me i enjoyed this song more than i thought i would it's really like thrash metally the guitar tone has that specific kind of like old school slayer sound which is kind of neat i'm not a huge fan of it but i like it here um 
the production is like awful the song like i think kind of sounds like shit but in a way that works because that's also a huge part of this genre is hey fuck production quality if it sounds like it was recorded on a toaster you're doing it right and that that's here for sure it's like almost obnoxious but not quite um yeah i don't know uh i don't have a whole lot to say about this one but it was it was fun to listen to now you did give me a heads up uh specifically about like production quality not always being a priority yeah um and i think we've talked before about how you know some songs are like they're designed for you to listen to in like optimal situations and then others just put it on a speaker who cares and i really liked this playlist while driving this is a great drive playlist um i want to say only only coming home and not going to work because there's like different forms of road rage sure but you know on like crappy car speakers this song sounded just fine it's funny like i i don't ever listen to thrash metal but like i listened to this and i was like i could go back to this so like there there are certain elements of that genre that when done a specific way i'm so on board and and uh bathory good job like you, you hit it you hit the nail on the head there and honestly um the the fact that like you told me this is like an older song i i'm kind of surprised because this almost sounds like a perfected piece of the genre it was really forward thinking i think which is cool it, um, it, yeah it's um it, it instead it feels like discovering an artifact of like you know the, oh this is the progenitor Mm-hmm. Which is very that, that makes it cooler in hindsight. <laughs> so the next one is a uh, Gorgoroth, uh, Manskigan's slave, which I think is more Lord of the Rings shit. Uh, so this is the second wave of black metal. So this came out in 1994, uh, a little bit before uh, the dissection song. My understanding with with this genre of music is that you had the first wave of people like kind of experimenting, and then the second wave of people were going death metal has become too safe and mainstream and no one's scared of it anymore we want to make scary music and so we're going to take inspiration from black metal and then we're going to like take it up a notch and so while the first wave was people like having fun and making weird music the second wave there was like this goal in mind that it's like we're gonna you know they're singing about the kool-aid we're gonna drink it so they sing about satan we're going to be actual satanists we're gonna burn churches down which is a huge thing in norway like we had that satanic panic in in uh america but like in norway and finland and sweden like there was actually crimes being committed by these these musicians um i know like this band specifically got like shows canceled because they were bringing like dead animals on stage and like doing mock crucifixions with uh hired uh women and there were blasphemy laws in their country so they could not do that and just like the the theatrics and weird stuff like it added so much to the mystique but in hindsight is also i think really cringe uh as a song i I like it i i do i see where they're going for and honestly i think that that passion does come through it um there's an element of this stuff where it's kind of like punk music where some of the part of of it that you enjoy is just this kind of youthful feeling of like this is human life like the the urge to push boundaries is articulated into it Mm -hmm. which is a super nerdy way to kind of phrase that it sounds good 
um i'm i can't remember the band but there was some punk band where their gimmick was there's like a part in the song where someone on stage pulls out a gun and shoots an audience member and wow. like the idea was um that they would always like you know it, it was a guy that was already decided right sure. he's in on it so he plays dead and then falls over and the point is Look at how crazy this is. We just killed somebody and we're still playing and we're all like ignoring that there's a dead guy there. Whoa. And it's one of those things where it feels like you had to be their story that they keep trying to recreate. Like, I think it it shocked people because it was done naturally really well once. And then they became a thing where, oh, yeah, they're doing that bit again. Sure. And that (laughs) that led into other problems where it's like, well, we got to up it a notch. And it's like, no, you can't. That was that yeah, was yeah. it. The the, uh, the, the moment fake passed, murder. You gotta you gotta do a new thing. There's definitely a lot of that here. It, it's just so weird to like the uh, the identity and the, like the the politics, for lack of a better word, that they were like really hardcore embracing that instead of it being part of like the costume. It's like no, we have to be the costume. Um, it it's it's this bizarre element of the genre that is kind of fun to talk about because it's so weird and like cartoonish. Um, at the same time, like I, if I just look at this as a song, like this, this song and like the, probably this album is like, it's super forward thinking 1994 and like so many black metal bands now still try to sound kind of like this to some degree. It, the, the vocals are crazy. Like I love the way the song structure moves around, uh, especially some of the groovy guitar riffs on the end of it. Like it's just, it's pure black metal and it sounds fucking sick. It also kind of reminds me, um, speaking of Norway, like that's that's really like the birthplace of metal, right? Uh, I don't know about th- of like the entire genre, but like certain sp- uh, specific elements of it. Absolutely. Um, I don't I'm have say the like, good the... stuff. Yeah. Um, th- do you remember that Metalocalypse where they went to Norway? No, I do not. That was good. I, I can't remember who it's been so long. I got to rewatch that show. It has been so long. Um, but uh the the norwayish guy like his dad died or something so they had to go back to home country and and so the whole band went as like a little field trip and there's a part where it's like <laughs> it, the, the, they captured like this quaintness i i love the art in the show cuz it's like this little like small town but the whole show is done in this like gothic way where everything's over the top metal yeah um, so they just go to this like small little quaint town and everything's just so gray and it's like, yeah, this is where metal's from. And there's a record store. So like, hey, let's go to the record store. So they go in there and like no one's in there. And it's just the band standing there and the, the record owner's there and he's like, Yeah, whatever. Um and and he's like, Yeah, uh, you know, who are you? So like, yeah, we're 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 Death Clock. Like, All right. Is that a band? He's like, yeah. Okay, what what kind of band? Like metal. So oh, that's that's good. But, yeah, we're really famous. Like, oh, then I hate it. Fuck you. <laughs> and they're just standing there awkwardly. And it was like I love this so much that like this was written so perfect. You know, it's funny. I I remember watching that one um back in like high school when I was like the heaviest metal I was probably listening to then was like Ramstein. Uh, but mostly it was like Godsmack and Papa Roach and Lincoln Park and stuff like that. I think I would enjoy that show a lot more now that I know like some of the the culture behind it, the stuff it's making fun oh, of, likewise. but also like it. 
I should I should go find that and watch it. I wonder if that's on Hulu or something. You know they're gonna do a movie. Ooh, they're they're Adult Swim's doing a bunch of movies for for all their shows that basically didn't get the last season they deserved. Okay. Um. So like we got a second Aqua Teen movie. We're getting a Venture Brothers movie, and we're gonna get Metalocalypse. And I'm thinking I gotta rewatch the whole series and just watch the movie. That sounds fun. I, I should do that too. I worry that I'm not like a, a stoner enough to enjoy that show just because it was on Adult Swim during a specific like <laughs> year range, and I wasn't a stoner enough to draw, enjoy pretty much anything on Adult Swim then. I, yeah, I, I actually, I, 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 well, we'll get back to the music in a second, but we're talking about um, Xavier Renegade Angel. Oh yeah. And how I I love the show and I appreciate it more now than I did when it was on the air. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that it's not so much your sense of humor, um, but uh, this this also happened on VR chat last night. Was uh, somebody mentioned Xavier and I was like, oh oh hey I got it, and I pull out the avatar. Everyone in the room dropped what they were doing and like, is that Xavier Renegade Angel avatar? And everybody copied it. So I want nice. you to picture a room full of. Full of 12 people, all in Xavier costumes, all quoting the show over each other. Wow. Like, I everybody was... was into it. <laughs> and and it was amazing, because, like, one guy showed up that did not know what was going on, and everyone turned to him and, <laughs> and started, like, quoting random shit. <clears throat> we watched an episode of that on the show, didn't we? Yeah. we or was that I, after? No, you know what? I don't th- I think we watched it. And I don't think we talked about it on the show. That was um, that was an interesting show because holy fuck, that was like it was anti humor, but it was so dark. Some of the jokes, I was like, oh Jesus, like this is this is a weird show. But we did laugh a lot. Like I, I don't, I wouldn't say I, I, I would say I enjoyed it, but would probably not watch it again. Yeah, and I want to say every episode is kind of like that, but you can certainly have your fill. So mm-hmm. it's hard to like recommend it to people. Uh, should we move on to the next song? I think we should. So this is uh, Ethereal Shroud Lanterns. Uh, so after the the first couple, I wanted to give you know like here's where the genre started. Here's Wave One and Two. Um, this is afterwards, just kind of like random stuff I liked or different flavors of the genre. So this would be atmospheric black metal. Where hey, that atmosphere part that I was talking about earlier, we're gonna play into that, and that's like our gimmick. Um, this is probably my favorite subgenre of black metal just because it's really nice to write to, uh, do work to, listen to while you're kind of preoccupied. I've written like literally like entire books to this kind of music. Uh, this song I think is a really fantastic example of the genre. It's gorgeous. It's really long. God, they're all fucking really long songs. Um, I don't There's like it's so melodic, but it's also kind of dissonant, and so you get that back and forth. Uh, I wrote, like, it feels like kind of being lost in a forest at times, or, like, you're, you're doing something and there's a ghost behind you. It, it has just this, like, really specific haunted vibe to it, but it's also really pretty. I want to say this one especially had this uh, aura of artistry to it. Um, it sounds so deliberate. But there's also this, like, wistfulness that's almost random. Yeah. One of the things, too, with uh, with this subgenre, a lot of it is just, like, one guy in his basement, and that's the case here. 
uh, where like this is just like one dude in Europe who makes this music. Um, I don't know if this is true or not, but I had heard that he was like really suicidal when he wrote this and was like, this was going to be his last album. And then people liked it enough. And he's like, oh, maybe uh, maybe I should keep making more music and not kill myself. Well, it's a shame. That would have made this special. <laughs> um, no, I, I, there's like a realness to this, too, which is interesting because it's not like pure angst. Yeah. It's a different human emotion, but it's got that same quality. I, I love the, how there's like the the very like light kind of... I'm not sure. Is that like a synthesizer in the background? I think so. It's hard to so tell. There's something. There, there's something like light and twingly in the background. And then there's like the grungy strings in the front that just work really well. They're mixed really well, too, because one of the problems you find with this genre is that like the string stuff or the, the synth stuff is like really crystal clear, clearly like a uh, virtual instrument. And then, like, the guitar sounds like shit because they have, like, really no equipment or they're trying to make it sound like shit on purpose. And there's a... It doesn't... It clashes too much. And you're like, why does half of this sound like it was produced on a budget and the other half sounds like it was produced um, for zero dollars? You know, like, a million dollars versus zero. And it's the same song. And it doesn't it doesn't fit. And I like the production on this. I feel like it's a really uh, cohesive uh, sounding piece. The whole album is really good. It's like an hour and 20, though, which is why I don't own it, just because I almost never need to listen to music that long. Uh, but bits and pieces of it, I don't know. This, this, uh, this, I really like this song a lot. Yeah, I think this one stood out. Um, I want to say we'll get to it later. I, I might call this my second favorite on this list. I would, I would agree with that. I think, um, it's definitely in my top three. I feel silly that uh, it's 12 minutes long, but I don't have much to, more to say about it. I know, right? There's a couple of these where I'm just like, I have like so little to say other than I fucking like this song for X, Y, and Z. We're done. I'm just going to listen to it now. You know, I did my writing. I can just enjoy the rest of the music. Uh, before we continue, can I go fill my glass up again? We can. All right. I'll be right back. I need another drink. Okay. Chad can't hear me, but I'm reading my Bible right now to clean the room and save everyone. Alrighty, I am back. No way, I'm front. So, next we have Gateways by Dimmiburger. Sorry, my headphones unplugged. I didn't hear what you just said. Next song next song uh this band got... is called human serpent oh uh, is that what that's supposed to be yeah uh the song is vomiting the herds which is a amazing name for a song uh this is i wanted to include something current as far as like oh, no normal what happened black to, metal no sound. i was talking about gateways what happened to gateways? oh shit i missed one we're on dimu borger gateways Symphon so this is the symphonic black metal element to this playlist i'm sorry i, I scrolled down too far I like Demu Borger. They're fun. Uh, they're like if Nightwish and Black Metal uh, had a baby. And I think that's a really cool sound. And I don't know a whole lot of examples of it other than them. But I know there's got to be more. Uh, this song's really cool. I love. I don't remember her name. But the, the lady doing guest vocals on it is so good. 
and her back and forth with uh with the singer Shagoth is really neat. Also, he's got a stage name because he's a dork. I don't think there's anything wrong with the stage name. Eh, they're fine. I mean, I don't you you call him Tom Cruise. You don't make fun of that. That's true. That is actually a really good, uh, you, really good point. Do you, do you know Tom Cruise's real name? I do not actually. Uh, Thomas Mapther. Way less cool than Tom Cruise. It technically it's Thomas Mapther the fourth. I know Nicolas Cage. That's not his real name either. Most people in Hollywood don't have a real name. Bastards lying to me. This song is cool. Mark did a, my vocal coach did a react to this and uh, talked through a lot of it. And that's a fun video if you want to learn more about like this style of singing. Um, there's also a lot of live versions of this where they play with a full orchestra. And those are really amazing. I wish I had more to say about the songs. I really like it, but it's also like, hey, it's these pieces put together, done really well. <laughs> the end. Yeah, well, you know, also... Um... I think you mentioned this earlier, but it's kind of, uh, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, this is one of the more like, uh, uh legible ones. Mm hmm. Uh, not just in the sense that you can, um, you can make up the lyrics, but it's like the, there's a melody. Like it, it kind of trots about in a way that is, I want to say palatable while still being kind of like edgy and mixy about it. Yeah. But yeah, I, I guess we can move along to uh, Human Serpent. There it is. So this was a uh, this band was a surprise uh, release like, like two years ago. Um, got recommended to me on a, just like a black metal playlist, and I was like, sure, why not? And I listened to it. I was like, oh, this album is really cool. I, I love it. It's super fun. It's kind of like everything I want out of the genre. Um, and you can kind of tell how some of those early bands, how forward thinking they were, because this song sounds very similar to the, um, Bathory and Gorgoroth song. Uh, production is really not great. Uh, really riff driven, very catchy guitar, very groovy. Uh, singer sounds like he's killing himself every time he opens his mouth. I asked Mark how he does that. And Mark's like, don't do that. It's bad for you. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I, I think um I think I want to say I like this one more than the last one. I yeah, this song's fun. This song is really fun. You know what, I will say, what kind of frustrates me? What? Um this last weekend was the Diablo 4 beta. Oh yeah. I I would have had a lot of fun listening to this while I was playing Diablo 4. <laughs> oh for sure. <laughs> This whole album is is definitely worth a look. It's only like 40 minutes long, which is nice too, so it doesn't overstay its welcome. Um, But it it just has that like very like haunted, scary, evil, riff-driven, recorded on shitty equipment. Just all the things that you want out of this genre. It's like right there. And it's not well known. Like the funny thing about this song is like it has like under a thousand views. And so it's one of those like, you know... Doing the deep dive, finding the obscure shit, which is another reason why it was kind of fun to put on this list, just to like, I don't know, show off your the diamonds in the rough kind of thing. I can see that. But yeah, I like it. <clears throat> I'm glad, like, I wasn't sure, and I feel like some of these songs are really not accessible, partly because of how they sound just like 
the where the guitars are, how loud stuff is, how kind of disorganized or um like the like the actual like guitar feedback noise. They're just like not always pleasant listens, and so I'm I'm glad you I'm glad you enjoyed this so far. I mean, I I don't I don't think that this is a genre that I seek out, but mm-hmm. nothing here made me think. Yeah, I want to skip this one. That's good. I, I I yeah, I'm not sure um if I've given that impression in the past. You haven't. I just kind of But it's naturally assume it because normal people don't listen to this shit, right? Like I I can't play this stuff for my parents. I mean, I I have and can, but like they're like, "Oh, that's nice, sweetie. Let's listen to something else now." It's like, "Okay." I'm sorry. I just I scrolled down on this YouTube page and there's a parental warning for explicit lyrics. It's like my ass. <laughs> On on this song, we can't have the children here. <laughs> I was gonna say this band is Greek. They're mostly not singing in English. Uh next song, Old Nick, obsessed by a door, haunted by three hundred and two hundred and forty three ghosts. I wanted. So to I got a little the- disappointed because I thought this was from the Haunted Mansion. I don't you mean like the Disney ride. Yeah. That'd do, have been do you know Haunted Mansion lore? I do not. We'll, we'll talk about Haunted Mansion one of these days. Um, I put this one on here because it's a silly song. I wanted like basically like the shitpost uh, version of this genre just to kind of break things up a bit because it is a very fun, silly song. The music video is really funny. Um, also, though, it's kind of fun. Like it's a, it's a it's kind of a cool song. Like it's got a carnival synth going on. That's like, oh, this is fucking bouncy. I can like move to this. While also being really loud and screechy and kind of poorly mixed. And so it still has like, yeah, it doesn't stray that far from its roots. But it's a very different identity than anything else on the list. Yeah, I can I can understand that. But it does fit. It's one of those songs. It's like, this is why I, I warned you. Like, yeah, don't listen to this on a really good sound system or like too loud. Because some of this shit is going to hurt a little. I guess I don't have a whole lot more to say about it. I don't know too much about Old Nick as a as a musician. This is, I think, the only song I've I've listened to him or listened to from him. I should go do a dive though, because I do like this, and I'm kind of curious what else he has done with the genre, um, especially as far as being silly and and weird music videos and stuff like that. I I think what I really like about this, um, it, it's a fun juxtaposition. Of that, like like you said, the weird like circus synth thing going on, where it almost feels like there's a wrong song playing. Like they, there's like one track of a wrong instrument from a different song that was like fit in. Yeah, it's just a mess. In a very fun way, I mean, but it has like a. It, you're kind of right though. It has like that Disney vibe, like dun 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 dun. dun. You're like, oh, I guess uh, Scar's gonna start singing now, and you're like, nope, nope, still just this weird ghost man. But look at all the grim grinning ghosts coming out to socialize. They seem like they're having a good time. Yeah, they are. That's a fun it's a fun uh boner convention. <laughs> um next song, Bexen is the band, they're German. Uh, another kind of more current song. I just heard this like for the first time two weeks ago and thought it was good. I feel like, well, I should have another current example. But not a band that's like crazy obscure. So this band's been around a really long time. Uh, I like this song. It's pro- 
produced really well. Uh, it's really groovy. Uh, I like that the vocalist is a lot lower in his register, so it's not all just like shrieky stuff in this playlist. It's like, oh yeah, there's some regular just like false chord stuff in here. That's cool too. Uh, beyond that, like the the album is good. It does what it wants to do really well, and then kind of doesn't overstay its welcome again, which is always nice. I like the guitar in this. I think this is a good sample of what modern black metal might be. I hope so. Like I, like when you when you suggested a playlist, I pictured listening to this like eight times in a row. Oh, sure, sure. Um, is what I mean. It it, it is good. But it's also like, yeah, that sounds right. And I wasn't like surprised by it. <laughs> and then our uh our final song, Cane Bard, uh Una Corona de Branches, which is a folk black uh song. Ten minutes, forty five seconds, because that's another genre yeah. where they they go on. I love this song. This was my favorite. Yeah, this song is really, really fucking good. I think it combines like every positive element of every song on this list into one with the exception of the shit post song, but it's, it's like symphonic. It's got the folk stuff. It's got the uh, atmospheric stuff. It's got the regular stuff where it'll go really hard, really driving, really crazy guitar and drums. Uh, It's just the way it moves around. It is such a complicated, gorgeous piece of music. It's 10 minutes for a reason. Um, now, th- this comes from Switzerland, right? I think so. So that's kind of shitposty. <laughs> <laughs> yep, they're from Switzerland. Um, no, I, I, I... So the first time I listened through the playlist, um, it got to this song, and I checked. It, like, about halfway through, I had to check where it's like, okay, I think this is my favorite. I want to remember this. So I looked, and it's like, okay, cool. Um, and then I, I hit, like, uh, what is it? Like, loop? I wanted it to play the playlist back again. And I got lost in it, and by the time the song ended, I thought that I listened to the whole playlist again. Mm. Like, like I lost track of time, and I had to double-check, like, how many times did I listen through this? Because it does go places. <laughs> There's this, like, I don't know, some of these longer songs that are really atmospheric, like, they have this effect on you where you just you get like transported and you're just in a slightly different place for a while as you listen to it. And it's one of the reasons why they're really nice to write to, because they just they really shift you out of your like headspace and into a slightly different one. And you can kind of almost like dissociate while you type. But then stuff like this, it's also just so beautiful. And it's funny to think like, oh, yeah, black metal can be really beautiful. And you wouldn't think that on the surface just for one knowing anything about the early history of the the genre or just the the name of it but the way it's where it's where it is now from where it began like this is a really good juxtaposition like going from from Bathory to this and just the the evolution it, it's a really neat showcase of of what time and musicianship and just people really playing around with stuff can do I guess it's funny that I think my local record store has a copy of that album. I should swing over at some point and buy it because it is one I've listened to a couple of times. And it's like, ah, I should support yeah, this group. I, I should I should probably listen to the full album on this one. But but I don't know. Yeah, I, I want to say overall, this is a very fun playlist. 
Um, like this was a fun, uh, genre to do a dive into, but I just, I kind of want to recommend this playlist to anybody that might have skipped it just because it's, it's a fun listen from, you know, one to nine. I've been listening to it at work a lot just because it is, it's like, hey, it's long. It gets me through stuff I'm working on, but it's also different enough where you're not bored. But yeah, it's good shit. I, so you mentioned that you did want to talk about like stuff uh, removed from the music itself. A little bit. And we kind of hit on some of that with the, when I talked about the second wave, but like there, there are notable, very noticeable uh, bands missing from this list that uh, were very influential to the genre. But I was like, yeah, well, that guy is kind of like a literal Nazi. I don't know if I want to put him on the list for that reason. Which sucks, because Burzum, uh, the band, is really fucking good. <laughs> um, some of that music that that guy made is weirdly phenomenal. But also, he is a really shitty human being. He's actually kind of a cringe lord. Like, he's got videos of himself on YouTube, like, trying to teach people karate. Is like this old white guy who hates minorities. And it's kind of funny. There, there are, like, actual bands that, like, they, their whole shtick is they sing about how cool Nazis were. And and so, when you start diving into this genre, there's a certain level of, like, okay, you should probably check to make sure um, I'm not finding a white supremacist band before I, you know, continue further. It, it's, it's such a strange minefield. And I have, like, ideas on maybe why that is. I don't know how much it matters, uh, you know, at a certain point. It's, like, you, you you pick and choose what you're willing to listen to and support, and I, I will not tell anybody, like, what they should and shouldn't support. Like, we all draw our lines in the sand. Um, I've definitely drawn some of mine. I will listen to Burzum every once in a while, because sometimes I just... He, his music hits you in a really specific way. Generally, though, I don't like to advertise that I do that because that guy's an asshole. I didn't want to interrupt your your like serious point. I had like twenty great jokes in there. I wanted to throw in there <laughs> just to throw you off, but I'm sorry. No, no. But I want to say, I think black metal's pretty fun. There's um really good YouTube channels that are basically just kind of like dedicated to sharing the new stuff the genre has to offer. Um. They're great places to start. Just pick an album cover that looks cool and just go. Otherwise, like, if, if you're like, hey, I like this song. I'm like, oh, man, I can recommend, like, a lot of different bands that would probably fit this criteria. Especially in the atmospheric and the uh, folk kind of side of things. Because that's what I listen to the most. I think having a curated selection is a good idea. Um, If anyone out there knows someone that likes black metal and they recommend stuff to you. Even if they recommend you too much stuff, it's probably, like, that's where you want to start. Yeah. It's a very passionate fan base, too. Like I said, like, putting this together was fun because I was legitimately doing it with, like, six other people and just, like, playing off them. It's like, no, I gotta have this song on here because I like it. And then, like, well, you gotta have this band on here. It's like, okay, I'll go listen to that and see if I like it. And if I like it, I'll put it on. It's like, oh, okay, Behexen, pretty badass. Let's throw it on here. Um, Having those kind of conversations with with fans of stuff, right? Like the community element can be really great. And you have to be a little careful with some of the more extreme metal uh, communities. Cause they can 
really quickly fill up with like gatekeeping assholes that are like, oh, what I listen to is the best because it's the most brutal and no one's heard of it. Um, so you know, try tread a little carefully, or you're gonna be you're gonna run into annoying people. But generally, good good stuff. Uh, good good conversations. I had like I, said, I had a lot of fun with making this, and I did have fun listening to it. I'm glad. So far, I feel like I'm three for three with my weird extreme metal playlist uh, and doing genre dives and a bit of history lessons. I've enjoyed all of these. Um, I want to keep doing them, but I want to spread them out enough where they don't get, like, old. Yeah, and likewise, I, I've exposed you to some, like, real annoying garbage, That and you're you're a trooper. Hatsune Miku was fun. I don't know. Some of the, some of the stuff, I've had a good time with, with whatever you've thrown my way, because it's usually something I would never go listen to, so it's like, oh, this is a new experience. And the freaking like Splatoon soundtrack, that was fucking dope. I listened to that at work a couple times. I yeah, honestly, um it's weird in the right way. I, I think if you can stomach it, it turns into just real music that you listen to. Yeah. It's it's very interesting. I I wanna find just like a, a better, like complete album that's designed to be listened to instead of like weird random YouTube bumpers in between them. Uh, but yeah, I guess uh, I, I'm assuming that was your closing remarks. I think so. So yeah, why don't we have a glad space? All right. Uh, if you don't have one prepared, uh, I do. Um, well, I do. I'll be quick. Okay. Uh, this is Sea of Thieves' uh, fifth anniversary. Damn. Yeah. Uh, but what was neat was on the official channel, they put out this like hour long documentary about how it got made. And I feel like we never see this kind of stuff from any game studio ever. Uh, like they, they had, um, they, they were recording some of their earliest test plays back when like the, the characters were all just like spheres with eyeballs on them. You know what I mean? Like the kind of yeah. the, the kind of early builds that you never see, and they're just spitballing ideas. And and like some of their early test design stories are interesting because it's like they, they knew they wanted to do a game where instead of a level, the player just makes their own adventure. So what mm. if we made an open world that was worth exploring? And they're like, yeah, we like that idea. It's like, okay, so so what is it? And like, I don't know. And it's like it should be like space. It should be like werewolves and vampires. I don't, I don't know. It should be pirates. Oh, yeah. And so they're like, "Well, what if, what if we, if what if we had the ships? So could we, could we like pilot a ship? Like, what if, what if everybody on the team had to do the ship like a real ship? Like, uh, uh, yeah, I don't know. yeah, let's try it. And it's just weird because, like, if you fast forward to what the game is now, it it seems so obvious. But the super early days were like, boy, this could go up or down. I like the honesty oh, and also in the pitching. history, right? Yeah, the the way they pitched it to Microsoft too. Apparently, like the whole time they were designing it, uh, Microsoft didn't even know what they were working on. Uh, there's a part where they had a test build like running, and so what they did was like, okay, it's time to do the pitch, and so they they go to the Microsoft execs and they say, okay, here's this idea. And they explain the concept of like, okay, you're just pirates and that's it. And you make your own adventure. And then they get, they could say, and now you're going to play it. And they had test stations set up and they didn't tell the execs that they were all going to be playing like online on the same server. 
Hmm. So they just said, here's your ship, and here's your ship. And they put people in the game as if they just queued into a game like Natural. And so they're all like going like, oh, cool, I'm sailing. And then they'd like spot a ship and go, oh, oh, there's someone over there. And then like the voice chat would kick in. It's like, oh, Kyle, is that you? Fuck you. And they'd steer the ship into it. <laughs> and it's just like the amount of laughter and everything, like these these like stuffy executives like having fun playing pirates. And it's like, yeah, th- there's a magic to this game that makes it very unique. And this documentary just captured that so well. Nice. Um, so if anyone missed it, it's on their official YouTube. That sounds fun. It was fun. <laughs> to add that to the, like the list of things to watch, that keeps getting longer and longer because there's just so much fucking shit on YouTube to watch. Yeah, there there really is. Why does anybody pay for TV? Oh, dude, I hate TV. Fuck TV. Other than I, I watched that. I watched that like three hour long Sonic the Hedgehog Archie documentary, <laughs> and it's like this would never make it to History Channel. And that's why I don't watch History Channel. I'm waiting for those kind of, like, videos on stuff I like. Like, eventually someone's got to do a three-hour literary analysis of, like, all of the Drizzt Duerden books. And I, I want to be, I want to watch that. I don't want to do it, because that's a lot of fucking work. But I want to watch it. I recommended to you um, Izzy is, right? Yeah, yeah, I like her stuff. I've, I've seen a little bit of it, but it, what I have seen is good. I like some of the stuff she gets into. She actually does real deep dives that are fascinating, but it's like a weird subject. And I, you know, I, I'm aware of monster high, but I'm not going to like do research on it, mm-hmm. but having her present all the interesting bits, it's like, man, this is so great. I want to get at some point this year, try again to like establish a workout routine where maybe I like go use the exercise bike on my basement that currently is for hanging clothes on. And I'm like, I might do better if I have like, content to watch because looking at a wall that doesn't move and listening to music while i bike until i'm tired kind of sucks like oh if i bring my phone and i watch like her channel like that could be a really good workout channel like listening to her while i try to lift weights poorly and let's be real it's only gonna last about a month it always does but the beginning of spring i'm like i'm gonna get into shape for a whole month and then and then i I love going uh, i love going to the gym and like you know putting on a youtube thing and just listening to like an overly an analytical essay on some obscure topic. Yeah. Because it'll kill time super fast. Yes, exactly. That's a good glad space though. Like I said, I I'll to, I might try and catch that uh catch that video. That sounds fun. And like game design, that kind of stuff is so fascinating and so cool. Especially when it turns out well and like everybody likes the end product. Yeah, a, a feel good story makes it better. How about you? Um, my glad space is I went to a Styx concert with my parents and my brother, that old uh, band from like the 70s. They they came uh, to Rochester, Minnesota. We decided to make the trek over there. Uh, they're my dad's like favorite band, or at least were when he was younger. And so it's like, oh shit, well, if they're coming here and tickets are available, we should go see them. You're probably not going to get to see them again. They don't really come here that often and they're old. And we had a fucking great time. That was so fun. Like, like those guys had so much energy and were just having a ball. And it was a really good, like, literal two-hour set. Uh, so my glad space, yeah, I got to see Sticks, which was fucking dope. That is actually really good. 
beers were kind of expensive, but we had some anyways because you know what? Well, you're there. You you should enjoy the the whole experience. The 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 song "Come Sail Away." I think that's the name of it. That song fucking rocks. That's such a good ass song, and I I love the ending of it where like, um. I think the line is like, I thought that they were angels, but much to my surprise, I climbed aboard their starship. We headed for the skies. And it's like, because this guy's like sailing around at night on an actual boat and he's looking at the stars and he's, you know, they're all, oh, they're angels. It's like, no, aliens came and he fucking went to space. And it's so stupid. And I loved it so much. I was like, just smiling so fucking big. And, you know, everyone's singing along because it's like the big final chorus. And oh my God, what a, what a wonderful way to end that show. Yeah, I think that's one of those, um, like, w- w- there's like a special kind of concert <laughs> where it's like, oh, no, this is this is a moment to remember mm-hmm. that there are bands like that where it's like, OK, if you get to see them once, make sure it's a good one. I like, too, that after the first, like, 11 songs, they're like, hey, we're going to go on break for 20 minutes. Uh, you guys use the bathroom, buy another beer, go buy a shirt or something, just walk around because you've been sitting and then come back. We'll play for another hour. It's like, oh, that's nice of you guys. I like that. I gotta pee. I want to say, like, if if uh, if we had a band, um, y- you know my sense of humor, right? Yeah. <clears throat> I I would literally like we would do that where we have breaks. I would literally like just step off stage and put on a fake mustache and like walk over to a booth and like sell comics. That would be funny. Where like in in like in like full vision of everyone like it's not like I pop out behind a, a door or something like I just like climb off the front of the stage and clearly put on a mustache. <laughs> Would be funny too is if you used a different name as that character and some people are like hey can you sign merch and you just you just signed it with that name instead of your actual you know like <laughs> band name or whatever and so they come home and they're like ah, I got my CD signed by Mister Squibbles. Um, it was Cameron. I don't know why he did that. He was wearing a fake mustache. I think this is now worthless. But they'd have a story. Uh, do you remember there was that comedy movie called This is Spinal Tap? I know of it. I've actually never seen it. Have you ever seen A Mighty Wind? No. Um, same same people. Same uh, comedy group. Uh, this is Spinal Tap. Was like a it's like a a, a faux documentary about like a rock band and it's just like the silly antics to get into because they're stupid yep um but they would like they can actually play and they would they did like actual like it's a joke but they sold real tickets and like you could go see spinal tap and that's how they filmed the movie was like actual concerts oh that's cool yeah um but one of the things they did was uh are you familiar with the mighty wind no so same concept. It's a fake documentary. It's comedic, but they're all like folk bands. Oh, okay. So it's like you know they got it. They get out a little string and banjo. Well, there's a mighty wind coming. It's blowing across the land, and like uh, just annoying cringe shit. Um. So and it's again, it's the same actors. <laughs> like they're really talented. Um. Their folk band that they play opened for Spinal Tap. And the idea was they have this whole like rock venue with all these rock fans and then they come out with bow ties and banjos and they sing a song about farm animals until they get booed off stage and then they go backstage and costume change into Spinal Tap and everybody's like, yay. 
That's really that's really brilliant. Did that is that how it worked, or did people actually like the folk music though? Uh, no, most people didn't even realize it was the same people. Uh, a lot of people, <laughs> I think, didn't realize it was a comedy either. Like, like listening to the songs, just kind of like, yeah, that's cool. Um, I I recommend both those movies though, if you like music. I will say to to be fair to those people that didn't recognize. Uh, I've definitely been at venues where I'm like, I want to get all the signatures, and then like people are behind the merch booth, and you have a lot of white guys with long hair wearing like denim jackets, and you're like, shit, which guy is which? Like, I which which I I I can't tell any of these people apart because it's dark and I'm drunk and their people are smoking, and they all look the same. I legitimately at a concert I brought a CD to a merch booth because I thought like it was a guy in the band. I was like, hey, can you sign this? And he's like, no, I'm not part of that band. I was like, what fucking band are you part of? And he like points to a sign. And he's like, that one. I was like, oh, yeah, you guys were good too. But I mean, I bought the other CD. I guess I'll wait till they come out. <laughs> <laughs> I I don't know what you're supposed to do in that situation. It was so fucking awkward. But I was like, come on, man. You, you blame me? Like, you you all look the same. Yeah, it's like, come on. Um. Okay, so I want to I wanna just close out. This isn't a glad space as much as just like something weird. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, <laughs> I don't think I showed you this shit. Did you see that through the fire and flames remix I found? Oh, I don't think I did. Um, so you know how like in uh in music, if you if you have it like timed out to four beats, uh, somebody went through and took beats two and four and swapped them. Oh, and what it, it's uh, <laughs> I want you to listen to it. What's funny is, like, the first minute of the song, it almost doesn't change anything. And then it gets to the lyrics, and it feels like you're having a stroke. Yeah, like, if you if you didn't tell me that this was swapped, I'd be like, oh, this sounds familiar enough. Um, it's a little different, but not enough to, to notice unless you're, like, really a fan of the song. Should I, like, skip ahead, or...? Uh, let it just write a bit. I'll, I'll trim this. And then, like, yeah, the fast cut around the 30-second mark sounds basically exactly the same. Practically, yeah. God, you're right. This is like listening to a stroke. Like this is so. <laughs> this is so fucking weird. Now it's a full seven and a half minute long song. <laughs> yes, um, it is. My my uh, my Warcraft guild when we're raiding, we'll we'll have music playing in Discord. Somebody put this in there, and we're like five minutes in, and people are like, "How do you vote skip this damn song?" <laughs> Like we're in the this middle of a boss song. fight and it's like we can't we can't do this. We can just just wipe it, just wipe it. It was like it was the best, man. Oh my god, that chorus. Oh my god. So with that musical treat, I bid everyone adieu. 
Good night, everybody. This has been a this has been a good time. Be sure to tune in next week for our regular programming. Yeah, we're we're gonna just talk about random shit and bitch about our jobs. Oh man, I think they're announcing the new Warhammer edition like tonight. So Ooh, we got to- we got topic. Show. Hell yeah. Yeah. See you then. All right. Bye.